Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Fat Boys Dynasty Podcast, hosted by the Fantasy Holics Podcast Network. Once again, coming at you live on YouTube. Uh, make sure you're going over to that YouTube channel, uh, popping a like on there, and, and clicking the thumbs up button so you get a notification every time Brant and I go live here uh, with the Fat Boys Pod. Um, definitely some other stuff coming at you. I think Seth is getting DWF on on the YouTube channel at some point in the, in the near future. Um, so you know, definitely some interesting times coming, and and, and you don't want to miss out on all that that's going on on the YouTube channel. So make sure you're jumping over there and subscribing so you get notifications. Um, so Brant, well, here we are. We're a little over two weeks out from the NFL draft. Um, you know, it's crunch time for all of us dynasty folks who, uh, who have been doing our research. It's time to see if they pay off. Now, uh, you and I both know Brant that with us having some time doing this, that you can fall in love with a player. And then if that landing spot just ends up being horrendous, you gotta, you gotta cut ties with a player and, and, uh, be willing to pivot and move on. So, um, I found it's best for me to fall in love with three or four different guys per round that I expected to be available in my rookie drafts. Um, that way I'm not tied to any one player unless I have the certain pick in each round where I'm going to have my choice. Uh, but these landing spots do make a darn difference. Draft capital makes a darn difference. Um, and it's an, it's an ever changing world we live in, especially when it comes to these rookies and the NFL draft. Yeah, absolutely. Right now is, uh, is, uh, so quote unquote, the dead time of the NFL. You know, you don't have a whole lot of free agencies, although we did see OBJ get moved or signed with the, uh, Ravens. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's the time to really buckle down and kind of look at these rookies and, and get your own perspective on these rookies or start listening to, you know, some people that have been out there looking at some rookies. Um, and, uh, that, that's one thing that we're going to cover today is some deep dive rookies. So that way you don't fall in love with that one guy. Like if you don't have the one-on-one and, and you're still in need of a running back though, but you don't have Robin, you're obviously not getting the Robinson in your rookie draft. Who are some of these other guys that you can go take a look at that 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 uh, pending, like you said, landing spot, draft capital, what's in front of them could instantly a few of these guys could instantly make a, a difference in it. Um, so, yeah, this is this is uh, this is quote unquote, like I said, the dead time. Uh, I also want to say uh, if, you, if you're on the YouTube, drop a like subscribe. I know you probably already hit it, too. While I was in my own little zone out Monday morning world. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going live Mondays. Also, if you're out at the draft, look for this beautiful mug. I will be live at the draft for day one and two. Uh, don't, don't, uh, don't hesitate to stop by, say hello. Uh, I'll be out and about during the uh, day one and two of the NFL draft in Kansas city. If anybody else is out there. Um, but uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's jump, jump into some of these deep dive rookies uh, here. Um, I know we got a few at each position. Um, so uh, without further ado, Bo, if you want to get us kicked off or I can, just just let me know how yeah. you want to do it. Brent, I think most of the guys you and I are going to talk about, you, you aren't going to see drafted day one and two probably at the NFL draft. So these are yeah. guys that are going to be a little bit later. Now, I, I do want to say one more thing about a lot of these guys, and that's simply uh, kind of the way you alluded to. Uh, there's a tier breakdown, right, of, of these positions that are kind of already there. And there's some guys that are pretty well landing spot. Um, not so much dependent. You got your Bajan, Jameer Gibbs, and and it seems like Zach Charbonnet is kind of up there at this point in your running backs. Then you got your big three wide receivers in uh, JSN, Quentin Johnston, and Jordan Addison. 
Uh, Zay Flowers almost creeping into that category to make it a big four there. And then your tight end position is just so deep that those guys, too, aren't really going to make a bit of a difference. But there's some guys below that that if their landing spot happens to be the right spot, it could be an electric deal for fantasy football. So let's get into this, Brant. Let's start at the quarterback position. I'll go ahead and go first. I've got Malik Cunningham, the 24-year-old quarterback coming out of the University of Louisville. He was a fifth-year player there, um, obviously with the COVID years and stuff. But this guy is the dictionary definition of a dual threat. Um, you know, very reminiscent of Lamar Jackson at Louisville. Um, obviously not quite the video game numbers. Uh, I don't expect this guy to be drafted in the first round like Lamar was. Uh, however, this quarterback could be the type of a guy that if he ends up in the right system where he, he sits for a year or – uh, you know, happens to fall to a um, Baltimore or Arizona where they're going to have some quarterback issues potentially and not have a starter ready for day one. This guy could be amazing. Uh, six foot one, 190 pounds, so a little bit on the slender side for a quarterback. Through uh, 1,105 passes at Louisville, completed 692 of them for a 62.8% completion rating. Through for 9,664 yards, 70 touchdowns, 29 interceptions. Added another 619 rushing attempts to go along with 3,184 yards and another 50 touchdowns on the ground. So this guy absolutely is the dictionary definition of a dual threat. 120 total touchdowns from the quarterback position in college football. Uh, and that in his first year, when I said he was a five-year uh, player at Louisville, he really only played like one game. I think he threw something like 30 passes in his entire first year there. So a lot of this was just in a four-year career. Um, just absolutely electric numbers there, Brant. Yeah, uh, he was very fun to watch um, during college. Um, I think that he his running ability definitely could make a difference in the NFL if, if given the, the right opportunity and the right um, – system and like we always say you want that rushing upside in a quarterback when it comes to fantasy so mm -hmm. um it, that's that's actually going to lead me right into uh my guy but yeah uh cunningham uh, i watched him play actually quite a bit they played you know thursday nights and then and late saturday sometimes so i really got a chance to watch him play in college and a very electric guy um could come in and and, and actually shock a lot of people with how good mm -hmm. he actually is absolutely um so uh, this is another guy that uh, if you stayed up late to watch a little college football on a Saturday night, you may have seen him play. And that's Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA. He's 23 years old, five years there at UCLA. He's projected anywhere to go from the fourth to the sixth, so that day three range. Um, he was electric. I mean, he had he had some uh, accuracy issues, which uh, will be uh, you know big. Uh, uh, big project to work on but his mobility his way to get out of the pocket still find space find the open guys was amazing he threw for 3154 yards 27 touchdowns and 10 interceptions going 266 for 382 in in his uh, final year there at UCLA um he also ran for 100 117 times 646 yards adding another 12 touchdowns all in his final year there at UCLA. Like I said, this guy, he just, he's just mobile. He has no problems moving out of the pocket. Accuracy and footwork is sometimes a bit of a question. Um, but what's the rushing upside? He gets the opportunity, sits behind a year, sits a year or two behind some of these veterans. You know, Kirk Cousins is, is coming up on his final couple of years. Uh, Gino's only there for three. Um, I'm sure there's a few more names that I'm missing out there, but I mean, it, you see it all the time, the turnover and 
this is a guy that really could make some shockwaves in camp and really uh, boost his his chance to make an NFL team and stick around there for a while and possibly get a starting job with how with how mobile and electric he is. You give him the right QB coach and the right spot, this guy could absolutely be a, a diamond in the rough for a lot of teams. Yeah, Brent, and I think you and I both kind of hit the nail on the head here. The the NFL world and the the fantasy football world for sure is kind of going to that more mobile uh, quarterback who can get it done both with his legs and his arm. And these guys both fit that bill. Uh, Both these guys are guys that could launch uh, massive scores each week if if they end up as a starter someplace. Um, You know, and again, like I said, when it comes to fantasy production at your quarterback position you don't want just a pocket passer unless they're guys like Patrick Mahomes um, or maybe even Justin Herbert but you want those mobile guys because they can get out of the pocket they can make plays uh, and extend plays when uh, nobody's open downfield so definitely two guys to keep your eye on there at the quarterback position as the NFL draft unfolds because again draft capital matters yep absolutely all right, Brent, let's move into the running backs here. Um, I, I believe we both have two of these guys here. So I'm going to start with one here that's that's a, the, from a hometown college, if you will. Uh, I'm going to go with Chase Brown, the 5'11", 205-pound, uh, 21-year-old from the University of Illinois. Uh, Chase Brown's right now is anywhere from the fourth to the fifth round. Um, this is a guy that this year uh, certainly at certain times looked to be the best running back in college. Um, did nothing but help himself at the combine as well. Um, just runs really hard. Uh, 605 attempts in college, 3,206 yards, 18 touchdowns, added another 48 receptions, 446 yards, and three touchdowns. So obviously the reception numbers aren't necessarily where you'd like to see them. I mean, uh, 48 receptions. I could be wrong on this. It's been a minute since I've looked, but I believe that's what Jameer Gibbs had this year at Alabama. Um, so, you know, it's not necessarily there to say that he could be a three down back, but if you remember, um, Kenneth Walker was a guy that coming out of college had a lot of question marks around how, how he could be utilized as a pass catcher. Didn't really do that a whole lot in college. Uh, Brant, I think you can tell everybody he was pretty phenomenal as a pass catcher. We talked about that a little bit on the last episode as well. Um, but this guy, again, if he ends up in a spot like Atlanta, if Atlanta puts a fourth or fifth round draft uh, pick on him and he's going in competing with a guy like Tyler Algier, um, this could be a a wonderful landing spot for a guy like Chase Brown. If you could see him go to a a spot like Miami or even Chicago, where it's Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman, if, if some spot like that adds a guy like Chase Brown, uh, this he, his his draft stock is going to shoot. He's going to go from potentially a third or a fourth round pick in a rookie draft to a second round pick in a rookie draft. So um, definitely some value here. Uh, again, con- competing against the Big Ten, he's going to be a little bit more polished than uh, some guys that went to smaller schools and, and stuff of that nature. So I think NFL teams take that into consideration too. If you look at kind of look at the way things have gone in the past, so definitely a guy to keep your eye on here. Yeah, absolutely. And with some of these running backs, we talk about draft stock and landing spot. Let's talk about Tyler Algier. What, where did he get drafted last year? He was what, a fifth Six round, round draft pick? Sixth Six round, round draft pick. Damian Pierce, fourth round draft pick. Both guys got thrusted into a nice starting role. Both guys later in the year became very interesting. So these guys right now are, are, are no one to actually sleep on. Like, you, you really want to pay attention to where they're going and, and what's in front of them. Um, Prime example, somebody goes to Philly. What's in front of him? Rashad Penny, hurt all the time. Um, as, as as painful as that is for me to say, he's hurt. 
constantly. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you just got to look at that type of stock or even you go down to Houston, you got Pierce. I know we just talked about Pierce being so good, but then you had what Singletary and Boone, I think are the other two in front of him. Um, so the guy I have is just a, um, um, I, I love saying this. He's just a little guy out there running. He, he stays low. Um, it kind of hits a little, little close to home to see a guy at the same height as me making, uh, make it some same way. Uh, uh, I, I think, I think I may have it by a few LBs, oh, yeah. just, just right. a few, just a few, <laughs> but I'm going to talk about Deuce Vaughn out of Kansas state. He, um, <clears throat> excuse me. He's 20 years old. He's five foot six, 180 pounds. So yeah, I got him by just a little bit at weight there, but he's quick. He's fast. If you watched him play at all, he's absolutely explosive. He makes tacklers look, look goofy out there in the open field. His lateral quickness is crazy. Um, and he has amazing PPR upside. Uh, some people have compared him to a Darian, Darren Sproles type of back where he'll be just kind of a utility guy. Well, Austin Eckler was nothing but a utility guy to start his career. And now let's let, now what has he done? Oh, top five fantasy finisher in the last couple seasons here. So not saying that that Deuce Vaughn's going to come out and do this, but it may take a little time. But Deuce Vaughn, he is it, it, he showed that he can handle a workload this year. He had 293 carries, 1,558 yards for nine touchdowns, added 42 receptions, 378 yards and three touchdowns that's on top of the year prior because he was a two-year full-time starter there the year prior he had 235 attempts for 1400 yards and 18 touchdowns uh, added another 49 receptions and four more touchdowns in 2021 he's just he's just a guy easy he's a hard worker like i said great hands for a running back uh could instantly get thrown into a third down roll on any team and then just work his way up. Um, and so, I mean, Deuce Vaughn's a guy that I've really kept my eye on uh, throughout this past season in college, and I've definitely watched a little bit more on him. I think he has the, the opportunity to be in a real explosive back. Um, and given the right situation, he, like I just said, could be, you know, thrust into a starting role just because of injuries or anything else. I don't know, maybe, you know, up there in Cincy where there's a question mark or sitting behind the running back's name. Uh, for the season so uh but yeah deuce vaughn's a guy that i'm definitely keeping my eye on yeah deuce vaughn is a is a is a an electric player i remember watching i think they played in the bowl game against alabama if i'm not mistaken uh kansas state did and they were he was very fun to watch uh there so definitely a guy that even though his small stature uh is a is a potential hindrance he doesn't let it be one um not in the way you do uh because you're too wide to use it is to an advantage for you so uh but yeah deuce vaughn definitely a fun guy before you jump into your next guy if you guys need an opportunity to see how explosive this guy really is go back watch the big 12 championship game against tcu that was a back and forth game and this guy really opened it up i believe he had two rushing touchdowns of over 40 yards if you want an opportunity to go watch this guy this is where this is where i think he really threw his name out there but um then you go back and you look at the way he played throughout the season but that big 12 championship is a great chance to see how explosive he is in the open field 
Yeah, absolutely, Brian. Again, like you said, uh, that that's that's a dangerous way to fall in love with a player right there is going back yeah. and watching watching that game. And like I said, I'm pretty sure it was a bowl game against Alabama where he was pretty electric as well. So mm-hmm. um, definitely some good footage of him out there against some pro-ready players. So um, my last running back, Brant, this is a guy that I can't stop talking about this offseason. He's gonna, I'm going to talk about him again next week when we do the episode that we're going to do. Uh, but this is Tank Bigsby, the uh, uh, 21-year-old running back out of Auburn. Uh, this is definitely one of my guys. Uh, definitely loved Tank Bigsby for a few years here. I mean, how could you not with a name like Tank Bigsby? Just think of the fun things you could do with that if you get him on your roster with your team name. Uh, I'm not going to give you all the, the the answers here, but I mean, just the, the, the possibilities are endless. How could you? I just, you know, I'm, I'm infatuated. It is what it is, Brant. Uh, I'm in love with this guy. I may draft him at the 102. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But uh, nonetheless, in his career at Auburn, uh, these numbers actually kind of when I when I looked at these and I was writing these down, it, it kind of jumped off at me because I didn't think he had been this good. Um, but 540 attempts, 2,903 yards, and 25 touchdowns at Auburn uh, to go along with 62 receptions, 448 yards uh, receiving as well. Now, the the problem here is he didn't add any receiving touchdowns, uh, but this guy is an absolute beast when it comes to goal line rushes, and this is all done in the SEC, which I'm sorry, for college football, I'm not sure there's a better conference um, as far as playing pro-caliber players week in and week out than there is in the SEC. Uh, And to see a running back like Tanks Bigsby, who uh, he's got the pedigree, right? He was one of the um, highest-rated uh, running backs in his uh, recruiting class. I think he was like the second rated running back behind, uh, I think it was Keandre Miller uh, that's actually coming out in this class as well that I didn't talk about. Maybe you did. I'm not sure. Um, but Tank Bigsby is, he's got the pedigree. He came into Auburn. He uh, underperformed a little bit. I think a lot of people were expecting him to do kind of Bijan things. Um, but Tank Bigsby's a guy that, again, if he falls to the right landing spot, you you watch a guy like Tank's Bigsby brand end up in Kansas City and watch people just go absolutely berserk. If Kansas City puts a fourth round draft or uh, puts fourth round draft capital on a guy like him, he's going to have a CEH effect. And I'm not saying that that's a good thing necessarily, but I I really like Tank's Bigsby. I think there's a chance that he's going to be very fantasy relevant. It's just going to depend on where he goes. I honestly, it would suck uh, initially, but a, a guy like Tank Tank Bigsby in, in Tennessee sitting for a year behind Derrick Henry uh, and then eventually having a chance to take those reins next year would be phenomenal um, because you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a, a, a team that's going to run the ball 30-plus times a game, and you're going to get 25 of those carries in his hands, uh, and he would definitely fit the, fit the mold there. So um, definitely would be a great spot. Obviously, that would hurt lower his draft um, capital in rookie drafts significantly instead of being a potential second round, it'd be a third or a fourth rounder um, because people are going to worry about him sitting behind Derrick Henry. But remember Derrick Henry wasn't Derrick Henry when DeMarco Murray was in town. So uh, definitely some things to keep your eye on there. Tank Bigsby is one of my favorite players in this draft class. Needless to say to go from a King to a tank, if that happens there. Um, but yeah, I mean, with like you said, with a name like Tank, how can you not? How can you not like this guy? How can you not cheer for him to be, you know, a good running back? Um, yeah, he's he's going to be a guy that that that's going to get an opportunity. I, I believe he'll get an opportunity. It may be one of those wait wait for opportunities, but yes, he definitely will get an opportunity. In my mind, um, I haven't done a whole lot of uh, film research on him, um, but yeah, uh, watching Auburn play this year, he definitely is is a guy that that. 
that has very decent vision will probably need a little bit to work on, but that's, that's what the, these late round rookies normally are is, is you got to do a little work on work with them. Um, so this guy that I'm going to actually talk about next is um, a guy that wasn't on my radar till I saw a lot of uh, these mock drafts having Seattle take him. And I was like, who is this guy? I got to go back. I got to look. And that's a, uh, Taji Spears out of Tulane. I'm probably messing up the first name because I'm so great with first names. He's uh, projected to go in the third and fourth round. He's five foot ten, 195 pounds, 21 years old. Uh, this past year, um, stats not really going to jump off uh, too bad. Uh, 229 attempts, 1581 yards. This is the stat that will jump off. 19 touchdowns. Uh, has a nose for the end zone. Uh, 22 receptions. 256 yards and two touchdowns. Um, like I said, he's projected in the third to fourth round. He's got great vision. Uh, he's got great uh, – he would be great in a zone run scheme, I think, um, just watching, you know, the little film I did on him. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. He's got some great lateral quickness. Uh, it will have to be worked on in the pros uh, because, you know, you're not going to make – you're not going to make tacklers look goofy like you do when you're at Tulane playing some of those smaller schools. Uh, but I think I think he's got a, a very high upside. Uh, he he doesn't mind pass blocking when he's in, so that will almost instantly get him a chance to get on the field as a third down back or in you know obvious passing situations. Uh, he'll be a good change of pace back, I think, to start his career. But this is a guy that that in my mind, even though he only had 22 receptions, he has a chance to um, be a great PPR upside guy. Uh, because of his chance to get out there and pass block and have no problems getting out there and doing the dirty work. He's, excuse me. He's one of those guys that, that, like I said, when you get out there and you show that you'll do the dirty work and you'll put in the work, I think you have a good chance of being, uh, of seeing the field a little bit earlier than, than a lot of other players. Yeah, absolutely. And again, the, the part with these running backs, Brant is more so that we're getting ready to go into the wide receivers here with running backs, draft capital landing spot is going to make an absolute massive difference. Um, we're at these, we're as these running wide receivers, even in the later rounds, if they go to the right spot, the right situation, they can be really just uh fantasy assets. I mean, we watched Romeo Dobbs have some games last year. Um, you know, I, you know, off the top of my head, that's really all I can think of, but there's been plenty of wide receivers later drafted in the later rounds that have had fantasy impact, uh, and I think that's what you're going to see with this class too. Whereas the running backs, they're going to have to have the right situation, the right landing spot, the right draft capital um, to see them really shine. But there's a lot really outside of uh, Zach Charbonnet is what it is. I need to do a little bit more independent research on him. Uh, I haven't watched quite enough film on him yet. I have to avoid watching UCLA running backs you do. because that layer may not fall in love with them or easy. You do. Uh, but obviously, Bajan and Jameer are kind of in a, in a class of their own, right? And then I think the rest of it, there's there's like 10 guys that could be the running back number four in my rankings. Um, so it's just going to depend on on landing spot for these guys, And it, like I said. So uh, the NFL draft is going to be a huge deal. And obviously, Brent, I think you and I will come out and re-rank these guys at each position after the draft. Um, because, again, and, and that's when you'll see us start doing some mock drafts because landing spots do make a difference. Um, for uh these rookies so yeah, and, if you're go ahead. And before, before you jump into the wide receivers um with running backs if if you you know obviously you pay attention to fantasy football 
it's going to more of a committee backfield in, in a lot of places. So, I mean, you you get you get players like you know Deuce Vaughn, Tank Bigsby, them going to the right spot that you know it's going to be a committee. It, it's 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 almost an easier shot that they're going to get on the field and they'll be mm-hmm. worthy of a flex start or even in you know with the way that the NFL's going that it's almost. If they get on the field and they see a few passes here and there and, and 10 carries, they're almost worthy of an RB2 start because the upside's there. And, and with the committee, it's – it's it's um, with the way the NFL's going with the committee, it's almost harder to uh, focus as as uh, as it was a few years ago where you had the workhorse running backs getting 300 carries a, a year. So a lot of these running backs in the deeper rounds you really got to look into. Absolutely. Well said, Brant. Uh, and again, that I think that's another big reason why, why a lot of us in the fantasy landscape are starting to shy away from running backs and, and putting more value on the wide receiver position mm-hmm. because, you know, it, it, do I want to start a guy that's going to get 10 carries from maybe 30 yards or do I want to start a guy that's going to have, you know, six targets thrown his way uh, where he potentially may get 40 to 50 yards receiving and a touchdown? Um, especially in point per reception leagues, it's it's just definitely shifted a little bit, and uh, that's unfortunate because there's nothing more fun than having a bell cow running back going out, and knowing, you know, if you're down 15 points or whatever, and you still got that guy on the field, you still got that Derrick Henry to play that you're going to be contending. So, um, but anyway, let I digress. Let's get into these wide receivers, Brant. Um, I, I did notice a, a reoccurring trend with myself when I was looking at these wide receivers, and I think it it, it really just goes to show where the NFL landscape is these days. I couldn't find a wide receiver that I really liked that was a big-bodied guy um, in these later rounds. These guys are all uh, roughly the same size, within 20 to 30 pounds of one another, about the same height, and they all have one really strong uh, virtue to their game, and that's their speed. And the NFL is kind of going to that smaller, shiftier, speedier player, specifically at the wideout. If you look at it, there's not a whole lot of teams anymore that have – um, those really big, tall-bodied guys that are going up making contested catches. They're getting guys in space with speed. I mean, Tyreek Hill has kind of come and single-handedly changed the landscape here. So uh, the first one I'm going to start with, I know you like this guy too. I'm I'm a fan. You're a fan. This is Josh Downs, the 21-year-old wide receiver out of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill there. He's got a third-round draft capital on him right now, Five foot ten, 175 pounds, so a very slender guy. Um, you know, Devontae Smith-esque body stature. Uh, a lot of people were worried about him, Brant. I know you you drafted him. How do you feel about owning Devonta Smith? Uh, I The first year was a little, you know, to start it out was a little sketchy, um, you know, with, with how small he was. But it, it's turned into an amazing thing. Uh, the little the little receiver, uh, the little receiver that could, uh, the slim absolutely. reaper there. Um, it's absolutely awesome. I mean, he sees, you know, seven to ten targets a game, almost guaranteed. High-powered offense. So I absolutely love owning him. It's great to have him stacked with this QB, too. Exactly. And so you get a, you put a guy like Josh Downs, again, in a system where they're going to be high-passing, getting him seven or eight targets a game, letting him use his speed and his size to make moves and stuff. This guy could be electric for, for fantasy. In college, he had 202 receptions for 2,483 yards to go along with 22 touchdowns on the ground. Um, so obviously, he has been beneficial to play with Drake May there in, at UNC. So he's had a good quarterback. Um, but this guy could be an absolute electric player, again, at his size. It doesn't scare me like it did. When Devonta came out, I was still skeptical skeptical of so- the, the size, the slender frame. I think a lot of us were. I, I, I think you'd be lying if you said you weren't. Um, 
you know, obviously some people had to draft him and it worked out really well for those people. Uh, and I, I think now that uh, you've seen guys like him come out and be so successful, it's it's opening the door for guys like Josh Downs, who are so small in size um, to have that, uh, you know, um, higher ceiling um value when it comes to these guys so and again like i said the wide receiver position is more valuable now than it ever has been yeah uh down downs will be a guy that uh will definitely um be be fun to watch uh like you said landing spot dependent um a lot of these little guys i i got lucky and i did find a, a bigger bodied guy that i actually uh kind of liked um in the later round um actually in the later rounds so i'm going to go to my latest one here in uh fourth to fifth round draft selection um uh he's 23 years old six foot three 205 pounds xavier hutchinson out of iowa state uh he had 107 receptions 1171 yards and six touchdowns this year he's got great size he's got very steady hands did not drop many passes um decent route running ability but that's kind of where he falls off. He would probably be, you know, like you said, that the shiftier guys are making their way up to, to, you know, up the draft boards and into the NFL. So I think, you know, the, the, the decent route running is really what, what brings him down, but uh, with, with his size and his, and his strength and his, and his good hands, he could be a late round steal for any NFL team. Um, he could easily slide into a number two role on some teams, um, I don't know if he'll ever be, you know, a breakout stud wide receiver, but we've seen that multiple times in um, in the NFL where late round receivers, you know, come out of nowhere and, and surprise a lot of people. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson, he just kind of took my uh, took me by surprise when I went out and watched a little bit of film on him last night, um, and it could be a late round steal. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and watch a little bit more on him, um, but his his speed is one thing that definitely is a knock on him. Is he's going to have to increase his his speed uh to be able to compete at the at the nfl level a little bit more but he's definitely going to be a guy to uh keep my eye on i i think Brian, i was i was sitting here scratching my head looking and the last big bodied later round wide receiver that i fell in love with this is going to hit you right in the face because i know you heard me talk about him a lot uh, on our podcast back in the day was Mike Strachan. If you remember that name from yeah. the University of Chattanooga. Amazing game again. Amazing game against Seattle to open the season a few years ago. Uh yeah. Well anyway, he he uh definitely uh did nothing uh in the last two years. He's had like two two different games a season where he's had some receptions and that was a guy that I was absolutely in love with. I figured his size and his frame he'd be uh, an absolute value in the NFL and that never came true. So maybe Maybe Mike Strachan is the reason I avoid uh, big-bodied wide receivers so much because he is the definition of a tight end playing wide receiver, and it just it didn't happen. Um, so, yeah, nonetheless. Um, so I'm going to say my favorite wide receiver out of this group for last, even though he's got a higher draft capital on him right now than these other guys. But I'm going to save him for last. I'm going to come back to him. So I'm going to go to a guy that's got fourth round to, fourth, to fifth round. Um, let me rephrase that. Mid-fourth round to early fifth round. Um, draft capital on him right now. That's Rakeem Jarrett, the 22-year-old wide receiver out of the University of Maryland. He's six foot uh, tall, uh, 190 pounds, decent 40 time. Um, his pro day was pretty special, uh, getting the ball uh, thrown to him by uh, Tagovailoa there, the one without the concussions at Maryland. Uh, you know, and you know, in college he had 119 receptions for 1,552 yards and 10 touchdowns. So not not numbers that necessarily jump off the page, but this guy was not a starter early in his career. 
Um, you know, he was a later blossomer, um, but definitely a guy still that with his size frame and his his route route running, he's very crisp with the ball. Watching him reminded me of Adam Thielen a lot. Um, this is a guy that I think he's going to be able to shake himself loose in the red zone, uh, potentially be a, a uh, end zone threat for a lot of guys or a lot of teams potentially. Uh, and this is again, like I said, if he if he goes to the right spot, Brant, this is a name that again could could fly up the the rankings. I don't think you'll ever see him get into the the top half of the second round, um, but maybe late second, early third round in your rookie drafts uh, in your leagues when you're doing these. This is a guy that you could keep a a name on uh, and and watch as a potential dart throw because again, if he goes to the right spot with his abilities um, and his speed, he could be really fun in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely could be. Um... So one of my guys here, um, obviously I've been flipping through wide receivers, so I haven't watched a whole lot of a whole lot of film on a lot of guys. I've watched little bits and pieces of them, um, and that's going to be this little uh, um, Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati. Um, very explosive wide receiver. He's got a four, fourth, fifth round draft grade on him. Um, his numbers will not jump off the board at all, but um, his explosiveness and, and the ability to work out of the slot. He only had 54 receptions, 899 yards and nine touchdowns, uh, 16.6 yards per reception. Um, he's got great speed. He's a little undersized, but like you said, the undersized wide receivers are really coming out. Um, he could be an amazing slot receiver in, in the right fit. Um, I don't think he'll ever be, um, you know, like a, a top, a top 25, top 30 guy, but I think that he could be, um, the Hunter Renfro esque, uh, name with, uh, you know, with the way that he, he falls in love with his quarterback and his work, work ethic. Um, so it, he'll be, he'll be great utilized in the underneath routes as, as the escape blanket. And so I absolutely, uh, I I enjoyed watching his speed and and I'm excited to see what where he goes because you put him with somebody like Patrick Mahomes or uh, Jalen Hurts or even Tua or or Josh Allen that can really you know extend the play and wait for this guy to use his speed to get open. This guy can be really explosive for a lot of teams. Yeah, again, Brant, you know all these names that were mentioned, these guys go to the right spot and you're going to see the doors come off. Like if you, if you get Tyler Scott in Atlanta where they're really lacking that wide receiver two option where, where he's with a quarterback, he's got a little history in with Desmond Ritter. That could be really fun for a, a guy like him. Yeah. Um, the last guy I've got on my list is a guy that's sitting comfortably in the fifth round right now. It's Trey Palmer, the 22 year old wide receiver out of the university of Nebraska. Um, he did spend three years of his co- collegiate career at the University of LSU. Um, so really, for those of you who haven't heard or maybe you just heard about him at the Combine, this guy was the fastest timed wide receiver at the Combine. He ran a 4-3-3-40. Um, he was also clocked at the Senior Bowl uh, with a um, true game in full pad speed of 21.45 miles per hour on a uh, breakaway reception he had there in the Senior Bowl. Um so again, this is a guy that I think you're going to see. He's definitely going to be drafted just based on his speed because of his <laughs> potential use uh, in the punt return and kick return game. But I think this is a guy that I think it's going to take him a year or two in the NFL um, just because of how unpolished he is uh, to really find his knack. But some team and some coach will utilize him and his speed and get him involved somewhere in end of rounds, wide receiver screens. This is a guy that's going to have some initial value in his, in his first year, especially if your league does uh, allow you to rack up return yards 
um, as as points as well. In his career at Nebraska, uh, or his collegiate career period, Nebraska, in three years at LSU, he had 112 receptions for 1,501 yards and 12 touchdowns. So again, the numbers aren't necessarily gaudy. What is gaudy is that 40 time, and in his clock speed at the at the Senior Bowl, he's the fastest guy at the Senior Bowl. Um, with that 21.45 miles per hour on breakaway speed. So um, it, the athleticism's there. This is another guy that, again, he, he goes to the right system. He's going to be a lot of fun in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that speed right there, I mean, if you think about it, that's kind of how Tyreek got his start. I know he, you know, it, it, look at him now and how explosive he is. Look at him the last few years, how explosive he is. But he kind of got his start based on his speed, too. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he was a later round draft pick as well. Um, I don't think he was too late, but um, his, his speed is what got him put on the board there. Um, so he absolutely, uh, this guy right there, uh, Palmer is another guy that could definitely, you know, use his speed to uh, to uh, get his name out there and get his um, get his um, draft stock up. Uh, yeah, Tyreek was a fifth round draft pick as I just went and pulled it up just to make sure I was speaking the right truths here. So, uh, but yeah, that Palmer, Palmer with that speed is definitely a guy that, that, that will help get on the field and see what he's really worth. Um, so the next guy I'm going to talk about was actually a four-star recruit coming out of high school. Um, and, and he, his uh, draft stock got a little dampered with a lingering foot injury he had this year in 2022. And, and I think, if the NFL and you get the right trainer and he gets that under control, this guy could be one of the biggest steals in the NFL draft. And that's Rashid Rice out of SMU. Six foot two, 200 pounds, 22 years old. He's got a third, fourth round draft capital right now. Uh, he has great three, all three levels. He's great. He's got good deep, good deep routes, good over the middle routes, good out routes. Um, he, He's had 96 receptions, 1,355 yards, and 10 touchdowns this past year in 2022 with a lingering foot injury. Um, so, uh, in my mind, with him, he has to get um, he has to get the um, the foot injury under control and make sure that it's not going to be lingering throughout the NFL. But this guy could slide into almost if he gets a if if he gets that under control so you got to make sure you pay attention to that and i'll be paying close eye to that because i have later draft picks in most of our rookie leagues um but if he gets that under control and he can get that out there on the field this is a guy that that could almost instantly slide into a number 2 wide receiver role in a lot of teams um so i'll be i'll be interested to see what happens with him and especially with with the speed that he does possess um if he gets put in a slot wide receiver role at six foot two and 200 pounds, uh, he's going to be one of the bigger slot wide receivers out there and, and really could, um, could rack up a lot of uh, yak yards. Yeah. Rasheed Rice is definitely one of my favorite later round guys as well, Brent. And, and like you alluded to, he, he's one of those guys that I think he's going to be truly special. He may be one of the better uh, wide receivers that we talk about today. Um, as far as, you know, if I had to put my top 10 together right now, I think he's in there um without question so definitely going to be fun he goes to the right spot as well he could be i mean this guy ends up in in kansas city or, or something like that brand where we're, we're we're really missing that alpha wide receiver his draft stock he could go up there and in into the top three top four potentially mm-hmm. i i mean it, that you know it is what it is with these wide receivers and, and he's definitely got the skill set um to definitely be um a, a, an early pick in a rookie draft he could work himself into a first round rookie pick Oh yeah, um, and in in fantasy drafts, not going to happen in the NFL, but fantasy drafts. 
All right, Brant. I saved my favorite for lead, or last year. Um, that's uh, the 20 year old Kayshawn Booty from LSU. Um, definitely a guy who, um, you know, he had some issues off the field issues kind of towards the end of his career, kind of derailed the train, if you will. Um, so, uh, you know, he was, he was definitely a guy that was really hyped. Um, you know, definitely, uh, was a guy that was going to, uh, be mentioned in that top three, uh, but his career didn't quite pan out the way a lot of us thought it would. Um, but I will say the one thing we know about LSU is it's kind of wide receiver you any, any, anymore. So, um, you know, if that, if that stays true with Keyshawn Booty and his, his, draft capital that's fallen a little bit because of his off the field antics and things. Um, this guy could be an absolute steal for an NFL team and for you on, on draft day for your league as well. 131 receptions in college, 1,782 yards receiving to go along with 16 touchdowns. Again, um, this is a, a wide receiver who was in the SEC, so going against, um, you know, pro-caliber cornerbacks almost week in and week out down there. Uh, this is a guy that I think he goes to the right landing spot. Again, I, I've beat that word or that little phrase like a dead horse in this episode, right landing spot. But when it comes to these later round guys, that's going to be a big deal for all of them. Um, but again, if he goes to that right spot and fit, finds that right fit, this guy is going to definitely be just like I mentioned with Rasheed Rice. He's going to skyrocket up boards and he's going to be a lot, a lot of fun and a lot of value uh, for uh, your your NFL or your dynasty teams. This is a guy that I see myself taking if he goes to the right spot in the right draft. I'm, I, I'd put him as an, at an early second round grade right now if he goes to the right spot. Yeah, absolutely. He was a guy. Uh, had a lot of hype coming around and then had those off field issues uh, to follow the season. Um, so, but yeah, this is a guy that, that really could come in and, and make an impact. I mean, let's look at the first, you know, first two names that pop off the off uh, out of your head, whenever you think of LSU wide receivers and that's, you know, uh, uh, Jefferson and, and chase. And then, and I mean, and then you look at OBJ, look what these guys have done. So uh, LSU is yeah, Landry, who's been just sticking around and, and, and hanging around and, and being, you know, still fantasy relevant to this day. Uh, so, yeah, Booty, Booty's a guy that definitely is is uh, has a lot of people's attention. And um, I think that, uh, I, honestly, the off-the-field antics may have helped him a little bit by keeping his name out there in the limelight. Um, and then uh, with uh, a few other names out there in the or in the draft coming up, throwing their names and being a higher draft stock, getting their names in the limelight a little bit more, may have uh, maybe shunned a little bit of the uh, problems that Booty had um, out of the out of the limelight. But he, uh, he he's definitely a guy that I'll be keeping my eye on, and I, I really think that w with his with his uh, skill set, he definitely definitely has the capability. Once again, going to beat that dead horse landing spot. Uh, he could definitely creep into the early second rounds of most rookie drafts. Absolutely. Um, I'm out. I'm out of names for right now. Um, okay. I, I apparently miscounted when I was writing down notes here. Yeah. That <laughs> hey, that happens. That happens. Uh, Brent, next week, I know you and I are excited. We're going to do our My Guy episodes. Um, and, you know, I talked a little bit about one of them today, but I'm going to come back with even more on Tank Bigsby. So, you know, maybe skip that part of the episode if you don't want to hear any more about Tank, but he's definitely become one of my favorite players in this draft cat class. Um, but we're going to talk about some other guys that we really enjoy. We're going to have about three guys apiece. Come at you next week with a little bit less um, – heady stuff I'm gonna try to get out like a real short a little bit shorter episode on some landing spots potentially in between now and next week um for these for these uh 
the NFL draft where players could just be a, a steal if they go to these spots. Um, so be keep be keeping your eye out for that. And again, like Brant alluded to, if you see his fat mug at, at the uh, Kansas City draft, don't hesitate to come out and and, and uh, go out and talk to him and and get get a feel for things. Uh, and and you know I'm sure he would sign some autographs for the folks he might charge, but he'd he'd probably sign some autographs. You might have to help him spell his first and last name, but he'd sign. I don't charge much. It's normally a burger and a beer. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to be out and about. I'm going to be enjoying that. Uh, I, I'll have a uh, – ho- hopefully, as long as they come in in time, I'll have my Fantasy Holics uh, gear on. And uh, so don't hesitate to come up. Uh, give me a shout. And, uh, you know, we'll. Uh, I'm going to try to do a live from the draft and put it up there on YouTube and on Facebook. Uh it's going to be a fun time. I I've always talked about wanting to go and, and my dad, my dad messaged me and said, let's go to Kansas city. And I said, okay, I'm in. <laughs> Simple as that. Yep. Simple as that. So anyway, folks, next week we'll be back with the, my guy episode. And then uh, the last Monday prior to the NFL draft, we'll come out and do something uh, a little bit different. We'll see what it is. Uh, maybe we will throw our hat in that mock draft ring or whatever. We'll figure something out as we get closer to that week. But next week we'll be back with our, my guy episodes. If you have any later round running back or running later round rookies that you want, want to get our opinion on, don't okay. hesitate to reach out and ask. Um, we'll definitely uh give our give our brash opinion because that's what we do you may not like it you may not love it you may hate it but we'll be honest with you whether we like them or don't like them uh and we're not always right right brant ucla running backs have eluded you for for a few years so yeah just 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 a few years but uh yeah definitely if you guys have any names that you guys want us to kind of you know look at their film and, and break down in our own opinions um definitely reach out and give us those names because right now like i alluded to at the beginning of the episode this is kind of the dead time there's not a whole lot of news coming out um from the nfl so i am all in on uh breaking down film right now and and watching and and trying to figure out my own draft strategy so right now is a great time and i'm gonna tell you right now in in our league in our home league i have a third and two fourth round draft picks so i'm diving pretty deep into that that pool there of rookies um so I, I definitely will be looking at some names that uh, may not have any impact whatsoever, um, but they may end up being, you know, steals of the draft. Uh, so I definitely have no, no no problem breaking down some film and talking about some. You know, I was going to say, if you're diving head first, you may want to be careful because shallow water, you could break your neck, whatever. But as tall as you are, you could dive head first into a red solo cup and not hit the bottom. You get stuck for sure on the way down. You're, you're, you're hitting cracking the side that cup all the way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to hit the you're not going to hit the bottom of it. So uh, as always, stay hungry and stay fat, my friends.